I want to challenge and encourage your listeners, double and triple down every 30 days with those already in their life. They'll have more business and more relationships and they know what to do with. I'm very grateful for everything. I live in a state of gratitude. I want to encourage people to make a difference in their short time. I want to encourage people that their past does not define their purpose. If God puts someone in my life, you, my wife, my kids, my neighbor, a client, a friend, I'm going to give them my all. There's a bigger plan and purpose for my life than just real estate. Maybe you were called to be in my life for me to save your life, to change your life. Welcome to the Thought Leader Revolution with Nikki Ballou. Join the revolution. There's never been a better time in history to speak your truth, find your freedom, and make your fortune. Each week, we interview the world's top thought leaders and learn the secrets of how they built a six to seven figure practice. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice. Welcome to another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. I'm your host, Nikki Ballou, and we have another exciting emerging thought leader episode today. Today's guest is the one, the only, the legendary David Hoffman. Welcome to the show, David. Thank you for having me, Nikki. It's an honor. My pleasure, my friend. My pleasure. So, brother, tell me your backstory. How'd you get to be the great David Hoffman? Yeah, I don't know about all that, but I will do the best with what I've been given. Um, so, I, you know, I just turned 44 on Saturday, Nikki. And um, happy birthday. You know, I'm not, thanks, man. Um, and actually, you've inspired me. I, I've been getting in better shape. I don't have a six pack just yet, but um, but I, I'm encouraged seeing um, how you've you've create recreated yourself as as a, like your old 20 something self you know in great shape so that's awesome but um you know my, my mom's not here anymore nikki but uh, when she was pregnant with me she had multiple sclerosis and uh she was told by the doctors that if she delivered me it may kill her but if she survived the birth that um she'd be paralyzed and sure enough she was and so uh she was paralyzed from the waist down from right after giving birth to me and when I was two, my, my dad um, took me and left. My father took me and left, and then he remarried. And so that kind of put me on this trajectory of a lack of love and a lot of neglect. I visited my mom three or four times a year for three or four hours each time. And so I spent a lot of time by myself. But when I was with my mom, Nikki, um, she was always positive. She always showed gratitude, even in the storm, even though... Her health was taken, her husband, her only child, everything imaginable was stolen from her. She never frowned. I, I cannot remember a day I saw a frown, I never saw a tear, I never heard a cry or a complaint. And um, and so, you know, everyone asked me why I value relationships so much, and it's because I never had them outside of my mom. Wow, that's, that is an unbelievable story. Um, God bless your mom, my man. So... How did being somebody that went through that type of experience take you forward into, you know, wanting to make a big dent in the universe? And what is that dent that you wanted to make in the universe? Yeah, definitely. You know, uh, 
there's so much more to the story. And I was speaking at an event a couple weeks ago, Nikki, and I was telling someone who had read the book, they were asking me like, Hey Dave, you really drank toilet water. You ate dog food. I'm like, yeah, I'll do it right now. And, and I'm serious about that. No one's taking me up on it. But for me, that adversity has given me the perspective that there's so many people around this world making that have so much less. And so I'm very grateful for everything. I live in a state of gratitude. And so for me, I want to encourage people. We live a very short time, very short time. If you live to be 10 or a hundred, even a hundred is a very short time. And so I want to encourage people to make a difference in their short time. I want to encourage people that their fat, their past does not define their purpose. And so for me, I, I just have this, I just have this clarity that if God puts on in my life, you, my wife, my kids, my neighbor, a client, a friend, I'm going to give them my all. I'm not going to seek out strangers. I'm not going to seek out the next transaction. I don't love money. Money is an amazing tool, um, but it's not a love. Um, I love my family. I love my friends, anyone in my life. And so for me, that adversity has been a, has been a gift. And so for me, I just value relationships at such a high and deep level that I have stress. You know, I have storms like the next person, Nikki, um, but I don't stay wet. I don't stay down because I know where I came from. I know where I'm going. And so I'm just grateful to have the breath in my lungs. Right on, brother. Right on. So um, tell me a little bit about, you know, this journey that you've been on has been a journey that obviously was full of adversity, but it made you it made you seek out to be the best version of yourself. And one thing I know you did is you got into business, right? You're a businessman. So tell me about what you do for your clients in business. Specifically, what do you do to solve problems, the problems that your clients come to you for in business? Yes. And how has the adversity you've gone through informed that approach? Yeah, that's a great question, Nikki. So we have three guiding principles in our business. One, be the friend. Two, be the expert. Three, be present. Um, and if I didn't have that adversity, I may not see the value of being a true friend. And people don't care how much you know to know how much you care. So you have to be the friend first. Um, but you can't be a friend if you're not the expert. And if I had so many people in my life being present, maybe I wouldn't value the presence, but I didn't. And so I'm very uh, sensitive to being present, being present with you and your listeners, being present in my, in my marriage, with my kids, and in the marketplace. And so for me, Nikki, I treat each client like a friend because I know they picked me in a life or death circumstance over tens of thousands of other people. With that being said, I can't fake it till I make it. A lot of times in the marketplace, people tend to fake it till they make it. They treat it like just another order and they take the order and they move on. Well, I'm going to be their friend for life. I'm not going to move on to the next transaction, but I also can't fake it till I make it. I have to be the expert. I have to walk a mile in their shoes to know what they want and what they need, but always staying present. You know, I always use this analogy. When you go to the doctor, the doctor doesn't say, all right, Nick, you came in with a headache. What do you want wrong? Because you'll say, hey, I want you to tell me that me and my bride um, need to go on vacation. I want you to tell me I need to rest more. And the doctor says, sounds good. But really, you have something seriously wrong. You know, the doctor tells you, they ask questions of what are your symptoms? What is your, your heredity? You know, what are your genes? How do you live? What are your activities? 
And then they may diagnose you because they're the expert. They don't care what you want. They care what you need. And so me being in real estate, I'm going to give people similar discernment and advice. And my past has made that clear for me that they deserve that because I always wanted that. I never had that, you know, 10 hours a year, Nikki, I got that from my mom. The other thousands and thousands of hours, I felt ignored, neglected, left in my room to fend for myself. Um, and so I never want someone else to feel the same way. Wow. That is quite the um, linear progression from a life of adversity to a life of success. You know, so David, who is the ideal client for you? Who do you really like resonate with working? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. You know, it's a family, regardless if there's a husband and wife, it's a family that has gratitude for their own relationships. So their guard is down. They'll let me in. Um, they trust. So they're willing to share their challenges, regardless if they have much money or little, a strong marriage or struggling, many kids or less. <clears throat> Someone that lets me in, Nikki, to be their friend. Someone that's willing to drop their guard so I can add value as the expert. Someone who I can help in the real estate transaction, but they want me to stay along for the ride outside of it. You know, the real estate transaction is a season, uh, but I've noticed that mu much of my family and friends have come outside the transaction where people, they need a real friend. They need someone who is there for them without an agenda. You know, um, my wife told me right after we met 15 years ago, she said, David, I want you to have people in your life that don't need you. I want you to have people in your life that don't have an agenda. I want you to have people in your life that are your friend and that you are their friend, even if you can't help them. And, um, and, and I want the same. I want to help people that, that like me for what I can do, but also just from my heart. And so I just want genuine relationships. And so... The client who looks at us as a commodity, the client who is not willing to drop their guard of their past traumas or their current challenges, the client who does not respect their spouse, um, we can't work with them. You know, if someone's not authentic, Nikki, there's not an eye, they'll live long. That is a good answer to that question, my man. So, how do you go about attracting these clients? You know, it's a, another great question. You know, it's one of two ways. You know, my book, Relationships Over Rules, talks about just focusing on the people that God has placed in your life. And when you focus on the people he's placed in your life, you don't seek out someone else's bride because you have your own. You don't seek out someone else's kids. You just pour into your own. You don't seek out your neighbor. You look in your own backyard. These are people that already trust you and respect you. And so I double and triple down on people already in my life. And many of them will refer like-minded people. And, and some don't. Some, the friendship has nothing to do with work. But many say, you know, Nick, you did a great job coaching me. I have three other people that I would love for you to talk to them about coaching them. 
you know, maybe they can't all afford you right now, but one or two can and one or, but they all need you. And so the people that know my heart, they know my mind they know how much I care, what I know, they know that if I don't know the answer, I'll get it. They pay it forward and say, Dave, I got three clients for you. I've got a couple of buyers. I got a seller. I've got a renter. I've got an agent to join your brokerage. And I just have a few people that you can just pour into and be a fountain for them, or maybe they could be a fountain for you. And so honestly, Nick, I'll tell you a quick 30 second story to answer your question best. I was speaking in Baltimore, Maryland, almost 10 years ago. And at the end of the talk, we did a Q&A. And this gentleman asked me a great question. He said, David, you know, I appreciate today. It was nice. It was warm and fuzzy. It was inspiring. But what happens, what happens if everyone likes you, but no one ever uses you? If everyone feels good working with you, but no one ever picks you, if all you do is help a lot of people. I used air quotes right now, and I feel like he did too. But he said it again, like, seriously, David, what happens if all you do is help a lot of people, but never in real estate? My answer, Nikki, was, well, you know what? Well, then there's a bigger plan and purpose for my life than just real estate. Real estate is important, but maybe you were called to be in my life for me to save your life, to change your life. He came up after that talk, Nikki, and he was crying. He said, thank you. My marriage has been crumbling because I've been focusing on the next transaction. My kids don't know me because I've been coming home so late. I have not been present at home because I've been focusing on the transaction, the dollar. I've been leaving one for the next. I've been canceling my commitments for something that the world said is better. I needed this permission that I could just be present where I am. I need this permission to focus on my marriage and my kids as a father, as a dad. I need permission to focus on my friends that couldn't pay my bills, but that could use my heart and my experience. And, and that's all I want to do, Nikki, is I just want to give more than I take with the people placed in my life. And the blessing is, the blessing in all of this is, I don't need a lot. And my family doesn't need a lot. You know, we can live on less. God always provides, but we also know my kids will never eat dog food. My wife will never eat dog food. They're never going to drink toilet water. But man, there's people around the world that their water is dirtier than our toilet water. There's people around the world that are starving that would eat those kernels of dog food. I don't want that for anyone, but we still have so much more. A piece of bread, a banana, a fruit. We have so much more than 95% of the world. And so I don't want to worry about money. I don't want to worry about tomorrow. I just want to help people in any way I can. No, I really like what you're saying, David, and I, I think you and I should have a longer talk offline about a couple of things, but I go on a lot of podcasts. I, I've had, I have two shows of my own. This one has over 500 episodes. The other one is over 120. Um, and I've been on well over 500 shows as a guest myself. And what I say whenever I'm a guest on somebody's show is I tell them about my father. My father, Napoleon, would tell me when I was growing up, he was a business owner. He'd say, son, remember, life isn't about money. It's about people. And then he'd look me in the eye and he'd say, son, life isn't even about, not life, business isn't even about money. It's about people. And I remember being like eight, nine, 10 years old going, dad, what are you talking about? 
of course business is about money. I mean, that's what it is, right? I mean, you gotta, you do something and you, you buy something with money. You know, you, you, you sell somebody a good or you provide a service, there's money involved. He goes, yeah, that's true, but it's not about the money. It's about the people, the person in front of you, they have a problem and your job is to solve that problem. That's how you get paid. Maybe the problem is they're hungry. Maybe the problem is they need a house to live in. Maybe the problem is their arms broken. Maybe the problem is, you, you know, their kids on drugs and you're trying to get their kid uh, off of drugs. It, it doesn't matter. But your fundamental job in business is to look at that person remember there's someone's brother, someone's sister, someone's son, someone's daughter, someone's father, someone's mother, someone's husband, someone's wife. And they're a hero to somebody. Maybe they're going through a season of hell right now. And maybe they've trusted somebody like you in the past who just screwed them. And your job is to show them that not everybody's going to screw them. And your job is to restore faith in yes. humanity for them. And when I listen to you, you know, it reminds me a lot of my father and what he would speak about and what, what he would do for everybody around him. And the incredible thing is dad was extremely successful. You know, he just was really able to come from love and helping and not focusing on the money and just it just seemed like money was all around them all the time so i really appreciate your story because it, it touches me in a very personal way that means a lot thank you nikki um you know when i was younger i never had a love for money i probably had an unhealthy relationship and i never had a lot of it when i started coming into it i still never loved it nikki but i felt like i needed it and now I have this freeing peace, P-A-C-E, peace of realizing that money is a tool, uh, but it's not what we're here for. You know, and as, as I get older, as I get older, um, like I just had a birthday a couple of days ago, I realized that, you know, it used to be cliche, you can't leave it. And you could leave it for your kids, for your spouse, but I want to leave them with something totally different. I want to leave them feeling love. I want to leave them feeling safe, that they're enough, that my wife is my best friend and she makes me the best part of myself. That my boys, now we have a little girl, uh, we took custody of earlier this summer, total side note. I, I want them to know that they're enough. I want my boys to know how to treat their future wives and brides. I want my girl to know how she should be treated, honored, and cherished. Money is no more a tool than a pen or a pencil or scissor. And um, I don't have a love or hate for pens and pencils and scissors or silverware. You know, you can use it. You don't need to. And, and so people, it sounds so cliche. It's great in marketing. It's got a good slogan. But your dad was so right. And it sounds like the money came because he didn't chase it. You know, and so it followed him. You know, it, it, become, it became almost like... You know, you eat healthy, you work out, you look up in a month or two months, and you're like, wow, the weight's falling off. You know, the shirt's getting looser. You know, you're not focusing on every inch. And what happens is it follows. You just do the right things. And so just like you with your health, Nikki, 
And just like your father with his teachings and now you with your teachings and coaching, if you do the right things, the results show up. The results don't need to be attached to the works. The works happen and the results follow. And so the money will come, but even if the money doesn't come, see the challenge is when you say, well, you know, I need to focus on the money. So I had a date night, but now I can bring on this transaction. You know, I had time with my son, but here is a bigger transaction. Here's a small transaction. Here's a greater one. You know, the date will always be there. My wife will be there next week. My kids will be there next month. And all we're doing is teaching the ones that are closest to us that they come behind money or anything else. And um, money, idols, rankings, affirmations, recognition, um, it's all distractions from the people that have been placed in our lives that we can pour into and just give more than we take. And so your dad, obviously, Napoleon sounds like an amazing man. You obviously have followed in his footsteps. And and now his legacy continues as you pour into others. That's a beautiful testimony. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate what you're saying, brother. It's um, it's really a wonderful thing to be Napoleon Bellu's son. He passed the torch to me uh, when he passed on three years ago. And the torch is to believe in people, to, to, to love on people, to pour into them and, and make them win. I mean, what I do inside of my work, uh, I look for good men and women that uh, could use a dose of belief. And honestly, everybody could use a dose of belief. Everybody could use somebody to stand next to them and go, hey, you're awesome. Uh, you know, and maybe in this moment, you're not seeing exactly how awesome you really are. Uh, and so my job is to show you that. And then I teach them the things I know about business that I think could be helpful to them. Or if they're part of the men's group that I run, we talk about the things that could be helpful to them from, from their point of view of them being the best man that they can possibly be. But it's it's important stuff. So let's come back to you. So your book, um, t- tell us, you know, what, what's the name of the book um, and uh, where can people pick up a copy and uh, why should, in this season, people be buying a bunch of the copies of the book and giving it to their friends for Christmas gifts? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Nikki. It's called Relationships Over Rules. And when I talk with people, I think most people agree and are encouraged that the, the rules of the world tell you everything you can't do. They tell you that where you came from is who you are. If you came from less or abuse and neglect, that's all you are. You know, if you want to start a new business, if you have a dream, they're going to tell you all the reasons why you're too old, you're too young, you're too black, you're too white, you're too male, you're too female. You come from this side of town, not that. You know, you're not enough. And so I just want to encourage people that the relationships in their life overrule the rules of the world. You know, the rules say that the transaction ends, you move on to the next. But really, when the transaction ends, the relationship begins. And so people want to go deeper in, in those relationships. But the rules of the world say, no, Nikki, we got to focus on the next one where you can get paid. You got to focus on the next one so you can remain and you can stay in the business. And I just want to encourage people that they can grow the biggest business and have the best life, the strongest marriage, the strongest relationship with their kids, just going deeper with them versus focusing on everyone else who doesn't know them, trust them, or respect them. And um, I'm, I'm getting a lot of positive feedback, not just from friends in the echo chamber, but from strangers that are affirming that um, that everyone has a story and that they are enough. And so I just want to encourage people that the relations in their life can overrule the rules of the world that tell them that they're not enough. 
relationships over rules. You know, the concept is a good one. I mean, intuitively, when I hear that phrase, I go, yeah, yeah, that, that, that's right. That's correct. That's the way to think relationships over rules. Rules are BS and relationships are amazing. Um, and the content of the book sounds like it's pretty special. Like it's the type of content that could open a man or a woman's eyes and help them go from a tragic life to a magic life. So I appreciate you coming up with such a great title for your book. I appreciate you writing it. Um, so I, I uh, like you to send me a signed copy uh, and uh, let's, um, let's definitely make sure that that's in the show notes, which it will be in, in people learn about it. So David, when we bring a guest onto the show, one of the things we ask that guest to do is to tell us what I call their three expert action steps. These are their three very best pieces of advice in bullet point form that they want my listener to take on so they can take their life, their business, their relationships to the next level. What say you? Absolutely. My three in no particular order. One, if you put it on the calendar, it stays. I don't care if you put coffee with your son or daughter and a $10 million opportunity presents itself. Your son or daughter comes first because you put it on the calendar. Outside of personal emergency, Nikki, if you put it on the calendar, it stays on the calendar. That's how you make people feel special. That's how you can stay present. And that's how you don't feel the stress. You, you never lose authenticity when you commit and you keep. And so number one is if you put it on the calendar, it stays on the calendar. So be very sensitive to what you put on the calendar, but then never say, you know, you're important, but this person's more important. Mm -hmm. I was going to do this, but, you know, for yourself, you don't get anxiety wondering, did I keep the right thing on the calendar or should I move to this, which could bring me money or a promotion or affirmation or recognition. If the date night's on the calendar, you're having a date night. If the ballet or softball or soccer games on the calendar, you're doing that. If a friend just needs your time, no transaction supersedes that time with your family and friends. So number one, again, if you put it on the calendar, you keep it on the calendar. Number two, also a practical action item to keep you on course is respond before your next meal. So there's nothing that would take me away from this call with you. Before I go to dinner, I'll email, phone, or text anyone who's reached out, but no sooner. Even if I'm doing window painting time, if I'm at the gym, if I'm on a date night, if I'm with my kids, to stay present, you never respond in real time because you already had something else you committed to. It goes back to the first part. You put it on the calendar, you keep it. But before you go to your next meal, Nikki, you you respond so that Nikki doesn't go to dinner thinking David doesn't have time for me. He doesn't find me important enough. And I don't go to dinner thinking I'm distracted because I want to focus on my marriage and my beautiful bride, but I didn't get back to Nikki, my friend. And so now I'm feeling like um, I, I'm, I'm in two places at once. I'm not being present. And so no one's getting all of me. All the gifts God's given me have been separated, spread too thin. So again, number one, I'll get to number three. Number one is if you put it on the calendar, you keep it. Whoever you committed to is the most important person in your life at that moment. 
N- number two is respond for your next meal. You know, no one tells you how high to jump. Wherever you are is you're supposed to be. And before you go to your next meal, you respond. Um, and then last and certainly not least is, I kind of want to give you four real fast. I, I, I'll give you four, let your listeners pick, because I got two more at God's from my heart, and I don't know which one is better. Um, number three is, if someone's already in your life, even if they're tough but not toxic, give them your all. Check in monthly. If they don't respond, they've responded. No news is news. Check in monthly. Stay in front of them. Check in. When you least expect it, they'll respond. Don't fo- focus on the stranger. You always have someone ready in your life. And if you focused on everyone in your life in that 30 days and you still have time, Nikki, then you can add more people. Then you can cold call. Then you can door knock. Then you can go online and find new people. But I want to challenge and encourage your listeners that if they double and triple down every 30 days with those already in their life, they'll have more business and more relationships than they know what to do with. Um, and then last but not least, those are my three action items, more of just a firm foundation. I just want to encourage people that they were placed on this earth for one season, you know, of 10, 20, 50, a hundred years, and they can change the world. And I don't want anyone to look up at 80, 90, hundred years old and regret that they didn't reach their true potential. I don't want anyone to look up and regret that they let the world tell them that they're not enough and tell them what to do with their days and their gifts. I just want to encourage people just to give their all, just to not worry about the risks, but to focus on the rewards that the people that were placed in their life, they can change their life. And, and just like Napoleon did with you, Nikki, and you pass forward so many others, I just want to encourage people that even when they're long gone, even after their last breath, their legacy will be in the hearts and minds of those they've left better than they found them. So I just want to encourage people to just double and triple down with those in their life and that they are enough and to not wait for the next life because we don't have the second life. Hope that's helpful. Yeah, those are good expert action steps. You know, I really, really like them. Um, David, it was great to have you on the show. Uh, I'm looking forward to getting a copy of the book and reading it. And I will... um, I'll have a conversation with you offline because I, I think there's a few things uh, that I can be helpful to you uh, with and I want to be helpful to you on. But brother, God bless you for coming on the show. God bless you for writing the book. God bless you for having such a relentlessly positive attitude about life and about everything you put forward. Well done. Bravo. Thank you, Nikki. It's been an honor. And that wraps up another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. To find out more about today's amazing guest, the emerging thought leader, David Hoffman, go to the show notes at thethoughtleaderrevolution.com or wherever you happen to listen to this episode, be it iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or what have you. And if something in the message you heard today really resonated with you and there's a friend in your life that's going through a time share the episode with them. Tell them to listen to this particular clip at at minute nine or whatever it was that really touched you and touched your heart and helped them. This is uh, Christmas time. Christmas holidays uh, are a time where there's a lot of joy, but for a bunch of people, it's an unbelievably difficult time. It brings up horrible memories. It brings up loss for those people. And what you want to do is you want to be a beacon of light in people's lives. That's what we seek to do in this show. 
We seek to bring you relentlessly positive information from relentlessly positive people to help you not just be better for yourself, but to help you be better for other people. And I, and I, and I want to really encourage you, use what you hear here today as a way to be of service to other people by sharing it with them, by sharing something you heard with them, by taking the focus off of only you and putting the focus on others. A person who puts the focus on themselves is living from the energy of an adolescent. You know who does whatever they want, whenever they want? A teenager. A teenager. And maybe you're a teenager listening to this, and if that's the case, then that's okay. This message ain't for you. But if you're not, if you're an adult, make your life be about something more than the gratification of all your needs and wants. Make it be about doing something amazing for your fellow man and woman. Until next time, goodbye. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice.